Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to Na 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who are under quarantine. I'm Danny. I'm under quarantine, Jacob. <laughs> oh, we practiced this. Who's the third guy? <laughs> Remy, oh, Lord, can you hear us? Oh, Remy. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Remy. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> and we are watching every Batman. What's up? I can hear you now. We were watching every Batman movie ever made from 1943 to the present. Okay. Jacob, what did we watch this week? We watched uh, Lego Movie 2, the second part. You nailed it. That yes. full correct title. I can only nail titles that are not technically Batman movies. <laughs> <laughs> took you 145 right as we're almost at the very end of this. You're That's finally what I've been telling kidding. you guys. Yeah. 140 some, and then you really start to nail it. We are, we're, this is the third from final movie on our list. Then we're going to have two more and then a few wrap, wrapping up some miscellaneous and some shit we missed. But What do numbers even mean to you? <laughs> if you're, these are our three final episodes, then there are five more, and then I don't even know how many after that. That's not a yeah, final we'll anything. Two more and then, you know, some others. <laughs> there's, there's two more definite, and then after that, there I've got ten... Up to ten that we're gonna do. We're, we'll see how we feel. It's okay. Maybe may, we may not do the full ten, but three more for sure we're doing. Right, because I don't. I, it's been a while, a couple months since we put out an episode, so I guess we should go public. Uh, Danny and I are having a blood feud. Yes, and we're just not certain if we can make it through ten full bonus episodes. So we're gonna leave it a little open ended. If any of my responses today seem kind of odd, it's because I've I've blocked Jacob. I can't hear his voice today in the recordings. It just makes me so angry. And I'm just gonna have to. I'm just guessing at what he's saying and hoping my responses make sense. It, 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 now look, I'm gonna try to be respectful, and I know Danny can't think that quickly, so there's gonna be long pauses in between his sentences. So I'll try to fill in the gaps. What did you just say about my mother, Jacob? He keeps thinking I'm saying things about his mother because I usually am. But it's... Okay, I forgive you. <laughs> Glad we squashed that. We can finally record this podcast. Hey, Remy, so you're, you're, uh, you're actually a big comic book fan. You're kind of an unusual case in this. Uh, you're, you're, you're like a big comic book guy. You're a comic in, in New York and a, a big... How did you... What, what's your, your history with Batman? Uh, with Batman is like, I mean, the first thing I saw was obviously the cartoon. Oh, that's the nineties Batman the animated series. But my first time like reading comics, I read this, there's this big crossover with Marvel, DC versus Marvel. Mm -hmm. I read that and and then I worked backwards and went to what everyone else was in that, uh, Mm -hmm. in, in comics. And so it's always been like, there are people who are Marvel people, there are people who are DC people. I've been both for like my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, uh, but with Batman, it's specifically, uh, I like when he's not perfect. Yeah. So Scott Snyder's uh, run and the most recent Tom King run are really good. Uh, that's what I've recently read. 
And I think those are like the Tom King run is a very definitive run for Batman. I've read the Scott Snyder run. I haven't read the the Tom King stuff. I need to get into that. Tom King in like the rebirth era. Mm -hmm. And they go through all of his villains and uh, they go through just, I guess, like he means in a modern era and uh, why he feels he's still relevant. Mm-hmm. to the superhero community and why he, he, he does what he does now. And uh, it's really good. He he loses a lot in this in this run. Yeah. Like he he loses a lot and he loses it. it's kind of it makes it really it, it's much better. Was, uh, was uh, Tom... That's how I feel like the same thing with the one run Remy, could you uh, turn off your your video? You're um, you're a little choppy. Sometimes that helps if we all uh, just do audio. Turn off video. Okay. All right. Let's see if that can you hear me better. Us. Yeah. 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 Oh yes. Perfect. Okay. Isn't uh, yeah. Tom King is isn't he like a former CIA guy or he has some kind of interesting background? Oh, that I do not know. I, this pretty... is supposed to be where I start talking, but I happen to not know about Tom King being a CIA person, <laughs> mostly because I don't. I'm not familiar with the Tom King comics. Yeah, Jacob, oh, why don't you tell us everything you know about Tom King? CIA officer. I just looked up. He is an ex CIA officer. I thought okay, so. Yeah. So he must not have been very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> if if, if you can know. just Google their name and CIA, then they weren't involved in anything. Says, Tom King is an American. Ex-CIA officer, author, comic book writer. So he's the type of guy that they sign up to make it seem like you can find out who's in the CIA easily. You know what I mean? Like he was probably just a regular comic book person that the CIA was like, look, if we say this guy was a CIA guy. They're going to think we're up to nothing. Oh, the CIA makes Batman comics. They must be nice guys. Wrong. Assassination after assassination. But Tom King wasn't good at it. He got fired for writing Batman fan fiction. And that's why he now writes Batman. Is that true? <laughs> is that true? No, that's what I think it is. Oh, oh, oh my God. Amazing. Wow, I was like, that's so good. What an amazing... Because there is weird shit like that now and then where it's like, what a perfect little farce of the American culture we got. But I grew yeah, up in, no. in Northern Virginia, like right outside DC. So half my, my friend's parents worked for the CIA. But they, they would never say that that's what they did. It was always just, what do your parents do? Not important. Don't Don't ask. Shut the hell up. My parents work for the government. What part of the government? Not important. <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought my dad did, but he actually just really worked for the MTA. <laughs> uh, he never explained what his job was. So I was just like, maybe he, like this whole MTA thing is a cover. And he, <laughs> he was actually like, no, my job is real. It's just very boring. And I, I was like, wanna... okay, man. Yeah. That's how I feel about my job. It's just whenever anyone asks, it's like it's it's so complicated and so not interesting to explain what I what I do. Right. It would take you so long to explain that it sucks. To you about something that's so not interesting, and you're like, please, please stop. It's yeah. gonna get worse the more longer we go on. Yeah, I I don't want to talk about this. You don't. I guarantee you won't be interested. Yeah, if you're, you're gonna be mad at me when I finally tell you. Yeah, it's not a good story. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I got into Jeffrey Epstein. Because like when people start asking me about my job, like I'm not truly unhinged. It's just an easy way to get people to stop asking you questions. <laughs> You've become like a big uh, Jeffrey Epstein truther over the last few months. You've really kind of turned. What's that? You're a PR guy, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was directly involved with Jeffrey Epstein. But let's <laughs> let's not talk about that. Let's focus on uh, the Ghislaine Maxwell stuff. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, look, I got nothing but time, and he's got nothing but connections to everything that's happening always, and it is fucking fascinating. <laughs> yeah, you've you've been a big proponent over since we've last recorded. You've kind of reversed your position. You now think he's innocent of everything, right? Right. Yeah. Well, innocent specifically of pedophilia, and that I've decided that pedophilia is good and shouldn't be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> So I think he did it, but who cares? You know, it's like, whatever, man. The guy seemed pretty cool. He was pretty fun in a conversation, is all I'm saying. And I think that that goes a long way, uh, including to, towards it. I consider it reparations in a certain way. So <laughs> if anyone wants to know why we're not, why we haven't been recording, this is it right here. This <laughs> right. This is the I've been locked bird. up in asylum, and it turns out I got a form of super COVID because I was in close, uh, you know, containment with a lot of very, uh, I'll call them insidious individuals, <laughs> and uh, they, several people who thought they were the Joker. I'm pretty sure <laughs> at least two of them were correct, and uh, they, you know, I've contracted several levels of COVID leading to a new COVID, and they finally just had to let me out uh, <laughs> for everyone else's safety. And then you came here, and you're actually recording physically in the studio. Remy's doing it over uh, over Zoom, but you insisted on being here in person. Right, yeah. I thought, well, if look, if Danny can catch it, then it's serious. And I'm just using you as kind of like a barometer on how I should treat people I care about. <laughs> so uh, the movie today, the Lego movie 2, the second part, the, the follow-up to the Lego movie and the Lego Batman movie came out in 2019. I I saw this in theater. I was invited to to go to this by uh, by Legos. Yeah, by by Legos. No, by uh, by Amanda, Joe Strix's girlfriend. Yeah. I remember uh, she the whole big thing for, for that and I couldn't go. But. Well, I I tried to go. I went and I was a little bit late and so I I kind of snuck in. I couldn't find anyone else. I just sat there by myself and then at the when the movie's over I realized I'd shown up on the wrong day. <laughs> I was just this this adult man sitting and going to this as the only adult without a kid there, without friends. And oh, then just crazy. walking around and like closely examining the crowd. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you just go to a five year old she's like, Do you know Joe Strix? <laughs> Like, yeah, but he's not here. <laughs> oh fuck! I do remember. I missed it for some reason as well. But I remember like meeting you two days later, and you being like, "I felt like I couldn't show my face at the actual party." That was <laughs> yeah. That was the thing. Everyone I told to was like, "Well, are you, are you gonna go to the actual party?" I'm like, no, I'm not gonna fucking see this movie again the next day. At the same theater too. At the would same be theater. The, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the employees theater, were like, "That's that. That's the guy." <laughs> That's the guy who's so into this movie. He comes every day at the same time to see this Whoa. movie. Walking up to every employee and being like, look, it's not weird that I'm here again. It's not weird. I thought there was a birthday party for an adult. Don't, it's, yeah. it's an adult's birthday party. And we were 
Look, Terry, can you just give me a ticket? <laughs> and honestly, I feel like I deserve a discount since I was just here yesterday. It's a little outrageous. <laughs> uh, so this is the, this was actually, I'm, I'm reading the Wikipedia article about it. And apparently somehow by the weird movie math they do, this was considered a bomb. It made uh, $192 million against the budget of $99 million, which is considered a bomb. If I could double all of my assets, which is roughly $12, if I could turn my $12 into $24 right now, I would consider it a huge success. Yeah. I would think so too. I know that the when they say the budget is X, that's not including marketing. So right. it's actually higher than that. But I would still think that it's $100 million. I'd still think that that's a success there. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out that budget because my friend uh, Kat and I were trying to make a movie called Lego Moonlight, mm -hmm. uh, which is Moonlight, but with Legos. <laughs> okay. And, uh, <laughs> we're trying to figure out exactly how much like we'd have to do uh, to make up for the lack of budget. <laughs> That's terrific. Like $8 worth of budget, but $108 million worth of effort. Is that, is that what yeah. you're thinking? Yeah, I think we're going to have to be doing a lot of stop motion where they have to kind of just type in computers. <laughs> I think you can do a lot with Lego stop motion. We watched like a amateur Lego Batman thing that kind of ruled. Oh, I watched once watched uh, Lego 9-11 videos. <laughs> yeah, those honestly closer to the truth than the news. There, man. Are, uh, there was, by the way, a lot of them. Uh, and uh, they try to make them silly, and you're like, no, don't do that. <laughs> hey, I think we're done recording for the day because I got to spend the rest of my day just watching that. Lego 9 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, here's the, I, I bet that they still make more Lego thing movies because, like, for a normal movie to bomb, that's just money out the door. But for Lego to put money into a movie, and then have it do okay is still like Lego propaganda. You know, it's like a long advertisement for well, Legos. Have they done any more movies since this one? Not, not uh, uh, theatrically released ones. They may have done some straight to DVD and I'm sure they'll continue doing the straight to DVD ones. Yeah. But um, I, I don't think they've done any they, they apparently sold the rights to Universal Pictures and set a five-year deal in the next four months, whatever that means. I mean, it's only been a year since this yeah, one yeah. came out. And so I, was would, there... I would consider this movie an actual, because people did love this movie. It just was box office, not a hit. Yeah, and again, it, it, it made $192 million. Yeah. So it wasn't... It's not like nobody saw this. It seems yeah. like a lot of people <laughs> went to see it. Like everyone we know saw it too. So, yeah, on that uh, that one day, it's for me. It's like the day before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the problem is that it does like skate that line pretty well, where it's like kind of for adults, and for like it's colorful, but it is like I don't know. They're making a lot of jokes and references to like movies from the '80s and shit. Yeah. Or they'll even acknowledge, like, older kids get to watch that movie. Don't worry about it. I actually felt kind of the opposite. I mean, we'll get into um, the the plot in a second, but I, I felt like the first one did such a good job of, like, it's a kid's movie, but it still really works for adults. And this one felt more like just a good kid's movie to me. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I uh, think I liked it more than the first one because I'm stupid. And, <laughs> and you have bad taste. Oh, no, right. I love this one way more than the first one. Oh, really? I actually agree, yeah. Yeah, I love this movie. It was great. Like, visually, the jokes, I thought, just kept coming and were, like, also, smart. Like, the musical numbers are really funny. They yeah. were. They ruled. And visually during them, like, the, well, we can get into it later, but it was it was great. Yeah. So it's, it starts off uh, following the events of the, the end of the first film, the Duplo aliens arrive in the Lego universe and threaten destruction. Duplo are like the like the knockoff Legos, like the Legos for like real little kids that are they're bigger and worse. Uh, and, and so these are aliens that have kind of a, a very little kids voice. Right. Now I don't want to besmirch real little kids because they have a lot of value in a lot of people's eyes. And uh, <laughs> like your like your former boss, <laughs> they'll have you know he preferred a little bit older kids. But um, and I wouldn't call him my boss. We were more like confidants. But uh, anyways, we can continue. <laughs> uh, so so they they arrive in the Lego universe and they threaten destruction. Uh, Emmett, the the Chris Pratt character, the main character from the first movie, he he builds the aliens a heart as a token of friendship. But one of them eats it and demands more. Lucy and the ma- and the master builders believe this is an attack, and they retali- retaliate. And the ensuing battle ravages Bricksburg. Emma tries to reassure Lucy that everything can still be awesome. There's a, a great moment in this where Batman is fighting one of the Duplo aliens. He throws a batarang, and it just hits it and bounces off. And the Duplo alien is just like, "You missed me." He's like, "No, I didn't." <laughs> Yeah, they fire lasers at one of them, and the the Duplo aliens like, "I eat lasers. It doesn't hurt me." And they're like, "That doesn't make any sense." <laughs> it's like from the first movie, you know that this is like the big brother playing with the little sister. So yeah, it's, yeah, I'm yeah. Like it rules so hard. Just all oh, those yeah. like that is like the bonus of this movie that you know that this is actually the imagination of kids. That that is one thing that I'm I'm not totally clear on it, and that bothered me a little bit because there it seemed like it is in the imagination of kids but there's a handful of events that seem to take place outside of that like in the first movie there was one moment where Emmett is like uh he, he is in the real world and he moves himself like slightly he like throws himself yeah. off a table or something yeah I think it operates on like if Toy Story toys had less power <laughs> you know what I mean? Where like they are sentient, but usually it takes a lot of like force of will, will to power. enact yeah. things without the action of the outside world. It's like they're sentient, but they're like paralyzed. They're, yeah. they're, like like Stephen so Hawking's like, just like trapped in their own that's bodies. Like, that's the way it is in like the climax of this movie. It takes Emmett to you know move himself. Right. You know, I, I'm not sure what the rules are. I'm a, I'm the I'm a Legos are alive truther, uh, both in this movie and in real life. Um, have you ever? Uh, I don't know. They just wind up in places that I, I'm sure I didn't leave one there, and I stepped on it, and now it hurt a lot. Um, yeah. How did it get there? Conspiracy amongst the Legos themselves. Uh, anyway, that just bothers me that the the rules don't seem totally uh, hard and fast in this this it's very, children's it's very movie. Of you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I've done that before, but I like, I don't know. This movie, I've been able to like uh, just let it go because because you're you're a real human being who's not no <laughs> who's, no no hasn't warped his mind with 140 Batman movies. Silly. 
I wish we could do video for the podcast and we just don't have the budget, but behind Danny is this insane, just like monolith to trains. It like (laughs) covers the floor and his walls and the trains seamlessly start climbing the walls, the ceilings and come back down to the floor. But it seems like a new train every time. I think he's bending down and building new trains as we record. Look, uh, people who see my... Instead of the giant Confederate flag behind (laughs) (laughs) Regarding the trains, people who've seen my stand-up have heard this bit, but uh, my mom as a child uh, tested me for autism on five separate occasions. The doctor kept... All the doctors said I was not autistic, so I'm free and clear. Or Virginia just just doesn't have very good doctors. (laughs) My mom had me tested too, so it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, would would that does go? Did you? Uh, uh, we... I'm apparently not. Okay, great. <laughs> but according to every comedian, I am. <laughs> well, most comedians are doctors, so. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. Most comedians apparently don't read comics too. That's the weird like. It's, I think that's kind of a, a thing that a lot of people like, oh yeah, comedians, they're into weird, like nerdy shit. doesn't turn out to quite line up when you meet yeah. a ton of them. I mean, they love Star Wars. Sure. Not comic books. Right. And even that's like the older generation of comedians yeah. too. You know, like they kind of brought it back for our age roughly, yeah. but there's this weird middle ground where it's like, yeah. Most comedians, uh, based on our experience doing this podcast, and some comedians on, it seems like what they're into is just uh anger and not making eye contact yeah sure <laughs> seems yeah. to be the main I mean, well i'm the, well, I mean, I'm the I, main I co-host so. too, but uh i also like other things you know <laughs> so five years later after the the intro uh the now teenage finn the the kid who's who's playing all, with all the legos has rebuilt bricksburg as apocalypseburg Within the Lego universe, they've been ravaged by repeated Duplo attacks, and several of their friends have gone missing searching for the Duplo home planet. It's Specifically, a... the Justice League. Yeah. Except uh, for Batman. Except for Batman. on his own adventure, which is a reference <laughs> to that they did a Batman. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no friends anymore after, this, after his like, adventure. And they also... Uh, the the um, uh, What's his name? The modern Aquaman... Uh, Jason Momoa Aquaman goes off with the Justice League, but they do <laughs> establish that Aquaman Classic is still around. Yeah. Oh, right. That's, oh, Love I forgot it. about that. Along with that Mary Poppins guy. Yeah, the Mary Poppins knockoff, like Sherry Bobbins or whatever. <laughs> Spoonful it's of so salt much fun. makes the medicine go down. <laughs> would just like sketch shit where they're like this character exists now they're only in this exact moment like yeah. we have a punchline and this is who we think would be most amusing to say it yeah this movie has so much fun with that whole like loose idea of things and like any character from any part of fiction can just pop in for just one moment and it totally makes sense it is yeah they make they have abraham lincoln you know the teenage mutant ninja turtles the, the, the famous first fictional one. character abraham lincoln yeah. yeah, well, I mean, he's is he still around? Have you well, ever seen him? I am a truther that Abraham Lincoln was never real. <laughs> exactly, right. Yeah. Do you ever know? No one that, would wear a hat that big. Yeah. <laughs> it, isn't it convenient that Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, born on the same day, never photographed together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Both had wooden teeth. Uh, <laughs> Both couldn't tell lies. Right. Both of their wives wore money inside of their clothing as a bizarre form of grief after their whole family died. Is that true? Of okay. Abraham Lincoln's wife, yes. If we're going to go there, like uh, both Abraham Lincoln and Hitler, uh, both prominent mustaches. That's true. Yeah. Wow. And again, wow. not never photographed in the same place at the same uh-huh. time. Mm-hmm. Right. And Bigfoot, um, <laughs> suspiciously absent from the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that convenient? I wonder what he was up to. <laughs> I saw a very tall, uh, you know, there's people back in the day had crazy facial hair. So it'd be pretty easy for him to stand in the background and hold a Confederate flag, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, so so uh, the Bricksburg has become Apocalypseburg. It's like this whole Mad Max uh, post-apocalyptic world. Everything is very dark and gritty. And uh, Emmett remains upbeat in stark contrast to Lucy and his friends, although he has visions of an impending Armageddon. Our Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. I didn't i was a little bothered by the, the the fact that he has visions now that he's never had before and it never he never has again they're never explained he just has a dream that's just prophetic for no particular reason you didn't do something like that in the first movie i don't I think so that. okay i haven't seen the first movie in a very long time I remember there were shots of the real world, but I don't remember how they were framed. I don't think they were like future telling thing. I don't remember though. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, So a mini doll called General Sweet Mayhem arrives and kidnaps all of Emmett's friends and takes them to the shape-shifting empress of the Sistar system, Queen Whatevera Wanabi. Wanabi is able to brainwash Emmett's friends into accepting the joy of her world and convinces Batman to marry her as a way to unite the Lego and Duplo worlds. Only only Lucy remains skeptical of Wanabi's plans after they find their other friends from Apocalypseburg there similarly brainwashed. I love the fact that at Queen whatever, uh, she, she seems so fake and sinister and they didn't try to hide that. They make Lucy like immediately call that out. Like, no, you seem yeah. like you're completely lying. This is wild. Yeah. Your servants seem so downtrodden and like, oh, this it's is like, you have servants and you can this song is all about how you're not evil. And, yeah. <laughs> I do love it. It's just like you talk about bad liars, but she's just like really bad at telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it eventually turns out that her all the suspicious things are she's actually being genuine. She actually is not evil. It's like a guy who comes, he's like, I didn't kill that guy. And he's telling the truth. But he's yeah. Like, why yeah. why would you say that? <laughs> One of my, my favorite tweets of all time is just uh, my not involved in human trafficking t-shirt has people asking a lot of questions already answered by the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and like, this is what it is. She's saying, and I'm like, I'm not evil. I would never type song. I, I wouldn't do that. And it's like, wait, why did you think of all those things right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's very like Ursula at the beginning of uh, the Little Mermaid type performance. Oh, yeah, definitely. Performance. Definitely. Back on an Apocalypseburg, Emmett tries to convince the master builders to help him save Lucy and the rest of his friends, but they refuse to help, believing Emmett is stuck in the past. So the construction worker crafts a spaceship to pursue mayhem, but he must pass through this uh, stairgate. 
The system is heavily damaged and nearly collides with an asteroid field, but it's saved in time by rugged adventurer Rex Danger Vest. <laughs> what I love Rick- about this movie also is just that, that it operates in real time in the real life children and parents' lives mm-hmm. and also in the real time of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where like they're referencing the new Mad Max and they're referencing what action movies are now where it's all like dark and serious and rugged, but like also the kids have grown up and the boy would be like, I don't like pink. It's like not even a serious color. And like And they're also referencing the changes in Chris Pratt's career over yeah. the last couple the of years. Dinosaur space adventurer. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. yeah, they show up to his space base and it's manned by Velociraptors exclusively. Like that, I think that was like that's what Emmett is. He's like, he's Parks and Rec Chris Pratt. Yeah, yes. and they have some line. Rex is also played by Chris Pratt. And he has some line about how his chiseled features are no longer hidden under baby fat or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's yeah, explicitly, you know, they don't have the same name. They don't talk about it, but just it's like Chris Pratt going like, "I'm serious," and then being like, "Whoa, dude, is that a Velociraptor?" Like it's just same <laughs> voice, but uh, <laughs> on top of it. After hearing Emmett's story, Rex offers to help and uh, offers to help and takes them to the Sistar system. And en route, Emmett tries to emulate some of Rex's mannerisms. When they arrive, they quickly reunite with Lucy and learn of the marriage plans, which Rex insists must be a front to bring on Armageddon. There's a great scene with uh, with Batman and, and Queen whatever, uh, where she like uses reverse psychology to trick him into to marrying her she's like oh no i actually didn't want to marry you i was just doing that to make the person i really want to jealous and she has like a whole song about how she wants to marry superman and it just makes batman so angry and he's like no i'll marry you i love that what has he got that i don't have it was great and like the musicals are the the villain the queen is like made of legos and she's whatever i want to be is so like she is constantly transforming shapes to like yeah. be different things she's singing about or ideas she's expressing. So in the evil song, she's like being like, I would never force my people to form. And then like, she becomes like a devil all of a sudden and then morphs back down and just little old lady, you know, and during all these things, she's, it's like a music video. Yeah. Like during the Batman one, she's, it's like a Nicki Minaj, like she's lounging and like seductively posing. And then she's a tiger all of a sudden. And it, it was just great. As the wedding starts, Emmett, Rex, and Lucy split up to sabotage the event. However, Lucy is intercepted by Mayhem, who insists the wedding is intended to prevent Armageddon. At the ceremony, uh, Wanabi reveals her true form, the heart that Emmett tried to give the Duplo invaders. Lucy realizes that Mayhem is right, and Rex is the villain. But Emmett, with no prompting from Rex, crashes the ceremony. That was the sweetest thing I've ever seen. Just realizing that the the who is painted as the bad guy was a gift that a big brother gave his little yeah. sister yeah and it was just this everything was a huge misunderstanding that both of them were angry about i was just like oh my god this is so sweet it it was a great twist too to, to realize like they even said like wait if you're good then who is the bad guy here yeah. <laughs> and it just cuts to, to rex and it's i i think the first time i i, I saw this it genuinely got me i i it never occurred to me that the Duplos would actually be good. And Rex was the real villain the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure how that, I knew they were going to do something because it was clearly going to be a brother versus sister fight. And I thought that, well, I guess we can get to it, but it'll in shortly. Yeah. So he crashes the wedding and 
is confronted by all of his friends who are just having a great time. Yeah. yeah. Um, J- Jacob, I know you have a younger brother. Remy, do you have any siblings? I have an older brother. Okay. Oh, great. You'd fight over like more video games than um, and our pet cat than... Uh, now, okay, I want to talk about fighting over the pet cat and what that means. <laughs> we, we found a cat in our schoolyard, like a kitten. And we fought over the cats spending time with the cat. Okay, gotcha. So you guys took it home and like started feeding it, and then it would be like you both of you wanted to be the favorite of the cat. Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah, we had a very similar thing. We found a cat like in the woods, and my brother just kept feeding it, and he kept. He was very young (laughs) when we found it, so he kept being like, "Its name is Oscar. Its name is Reginald. Its name is Thomas." And so all the rest of the family just kept calling it Kitty, and that was the only name that stuck. So the cat's official name to the vet was Kitty. (laughs) Like that South Park episode where they're trying to rename like this guy they found in the ice. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. My great grandmother was uh, like when she was like in her nineties and like basically blind. She had three totally white cats that she just called them all Kitty, just Kitty, Kitty, and Kitty. <laughs> she could not tell them apart. I mean, you c- cats are not like dogs. You can name them whatever you want, and you can change that name every month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so. this, all this fighting. I have a younger sister. This all just felt very real to me. This yeah, felt very absolutely. accurate. Because oh, it's also like the mom's warning, like our mama getting is that mom's warning, like I'm gonna take this stuff away if you guys. Oh are yeah, gone. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that felt so, yeah. so right, so true to to something our mom would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember what's the? I, now I'm just gonna bring up a couple stories about horrible things I did to my brother accidentally. <laughs> um, so, I remember one time uh, he's three years younger than me. Um, I don't know how old we were, but he was, he's always been three years younger than me. I suspect it'll continue <laughs> to be that way. Um, and we, we were like next to my house with my dad playing baseball. I put that in rabbit ears, um, you know, so like my dad would like loft a ball and one of us would hit it. And the other one was the fielder, the only one. And then we'd like run between three trees and go home. And I was just wrecking Brennan, just destroying him. Really, he had no chance. I suspect it had to do with the age again. But when when he was batting one time, I was just like mercilessly getting the ball and tagging his ass out like every time. I had no understanding of the age gap. I was just like, I'm really getting his ass, aren't I, Dad? I'm so good at this. (laughs) My brother and I got a basketball hoop, and it was the same exact situation, except I was the one being victimized. Yeah, but eventually my dad was like, all right, I need to let Brennan get away. And I feel like he's getting down on himself. So my brother hit the ball and and I go to field it. And my dad like grabs me after I get the ball, the full, real baseball. And in my brain, I'm like, he's getting away. I got to get him. And I just threw the ball at him <laughs> and pegged him right in the, like, right in the middle of the shoulder blade. Just <laughs> dropped him. And my dad was like, why did you do that? I was like, uh, 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 I, th- uh, I thought I was supposed to get him out. I don't like, no, <laughs> I wouldn't even get him out. I know. But in the moment I was just like, I can't let him like get away. Walk. <laughs> like, they walk because of that. No, I mean, this was, he was already at like second base when I, <laughs> when, uh, when my, when my sister, she's also uh, three years younger. She, when she was about, uh, I'm going to say 
four or five. So I, I would have been about seven or eight. Uh, we were playing baseball, but our story ends with me hitting her in the head with a baseball bat. With a, oh, with a bat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not, no, not on purpose. Said, she was, I was like swinging it. She was standing too close behind me and just whacked her right in the, the head and knocked, oh, her, fuck. knocked her down. I remember one time my brother and I were playing basketball and he was dribbling and I stole the ball and he just flat out punched me in the face. Mm. <laughs> he was so pissed. Boys are, boys, we're all laughing, but I feel like if girls told this same story, it'd be very different emotions. Yeah. Oh no. It'd be, <laughs> this person's the villain. It's I don't so know. My it's... sister did some pretty horrible things to me too. It's true. Yeah. She did some. She she uh, got real angry at me one time when we were kids, and she grabbed a pair of slow, scissors and like sliced my arm open. Oh my god! Yeah, Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to bring up. I also ran my brother over with a bike once. Anyway, we were going I, downhill, and he told me to chase him. I was on a bike; he was not, and uh, I didn't brake fast enough, and I did run him over. Uh, it, the optics weren't good. When the parents came out, they didn't understand my point of view. And <laughs> this is where I jump in topping you and I'm like, well, I've ran my sister over with a car. <laughs> so, so I'm better. <laughs> I did not run my sister over with the car. I was going to wait for you to be like, confirm or deny. Cause I was like, I bet Danny did. I bet he did. That's more, did more of a condemnation on you than any, you know, judgment on my part. But all right, so uh, back in Apocalypseburg, uh, uh, as the wedding starts, Emmett, Rex, and Lucy split up to sabotage the event, but Lucy is intercepted by Mayhem, who insists the wedding is intended to prevent Armageddon. Um, so, so Lucy realizes Mayhem is right, Rex is the villain, but uh, Emmett crashes the ceremony. Um, it, it turns out that Finn, the, the real-life kid, after finding his sister, had uh, taken his Lego figures, he has smashed her, her creations and their mom who has to step in when they brawled over the last five years is finally fed up with the children's fighting. And Which, ordered... by the way, they have a black mom and they do not <laughs> like interracial kids. It's uh, Maya Rudolph. She's, yeah. Uh, yeah she's, him, but... she's great. Yes, I love her. She's so good. Will Ferrell's their, their dad, but only in voice in this movie. Yeah. yeah, he does. It's so funny. Where he's always I... just like yelling from downstairs or upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> he's yelling at his wife, just, where are my pants? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she was, and she I'm just saying, as an interracial child, uh, those yeah. are not interracial kids. It's true. <laughs> yeah. No, the boy has curly hair, but like, they're both full-ass white kids. Yes, they are. Yeah. It's, it's like the... Uh, uh, the three ninjas kids who were supposed to have like a Japanese grandfather and like they're the, the three whitest children you've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> uh, so they, they uh, she orders them to put away their, their Legos as punishment and Lucy realizes that this is Emmett's Armageddon, as in Armama gets in. Both, yeah. Leg- both Legos and du- Duplo figures, uh, figures are put in the bin of storage or the storage bin, and fear they will not escape. Emmett tries to, st- tries to stop them, but he's prevented by Rex, who, realizes, who reveals he's a version of Emmett from his future. Rex has experienced these same events, but ended up under the dryer, forgotten by Finn, 
to ensure his future existence, he changed his appearance and created a time travel machine to return to Emmett but ensure that Armageddon came to pass. When Emmett tries to fight back, Rex knocks him under the same dryer, ensuring he would continue to exist. Meanwhile, it's really, it's it's a good it's a good. I'm like, wow, I feel for these people. This is, <laughs> I do love the reveal too. It's just like, yeah, he says, it's like, why do we sound different? Yeah, and he just repeats. Yeah, and he's like, why do we sound different? He just completely parrots him, and as <laughs> I. I thought it was really clever because I thought it was also going to be that um, was it Crossfire and the um, is that the right name? I forget. But anyway, Mayhem, the the one in the helmet. Yes, the and the like her equivalent oh, Wildfire in the yeah. Wildfire, yeah, and the like equivalent in uh, the sisters' world were going to turn out to also be literally the same person at that point. I thought they were They're going not. for something like that analogs. too, because uh, Mayhem always has a helmet on. And yeah. so until almost the very end of the movie, I was, I was a little disappointed when she takes off the helmet that she's not anyone wow, we, we know at all. She's, we don't yeah. have any connection to her. I thought it was clever though, because it just showed that they were kind of both like trying to be withholding parts of themselves or yeah trying to meet in the middle kind of and exist in a way that wasn't their natural way of being to fit in or to express themselves the movie is all about like changing yourself to try to create something you know what i mean it's and the message is ultimately like you shouldn't try to change yourself in this in these ways you'll only wind up hurting yourself and others i also i thought it was so clever the the emmett and rex being the same person because when they first show up, you you recognize that they're both played by Chris Pratt. Like, oh, this is kind of this is kind of lazy casting that they couldn't get another person, and they're just kind of mocking it. And then the reveal comes, like, oh no, that like textually it makes sense that they're played by the same person. That's yeah, actually so cool, really smart. Uh, so Emmett comes to accept. Uh, uh, well, meanwhile, Finn and Bianca reconcile and they start playing together. In the Lego universe, this act inspires Lucy and the others to escape the bin and help re- rebuild Wanabi's world. Lucy helps to save Emmett from Rex and they destroy his time machine. Emmett comes to accept he will never be as skilled as Rex, but with this self-realization, Rex fades from existence, correcting the time paradox. Finn and Bianca- one note that I yeah. had for that scene. And it's that Rex is slowly disappearing, like Lego limb by Lego limb. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he reaches out. And, of course, they can't save him. It's just Emma trying to, you know, he just wants to save people. Yeah. But Rex knows he's disappearing. The last moment is his head existing. And and he says, like, wow, this is this is such a cool exit or something like that. Like, And I wanted his hair to disappear. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then him to be like, God damn it, I went out bald. And then <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> but, you know, I was still like, this is an emotional scene, fine. We don't yeah. need the joke at the end, fine. That would have been a pretty good joke. Uh, so then uh, it it ends with um, uh, Ben and Bianca's mother seeing them playing together and uh, lets them unpack their Lego toys. Oh, she had a line earlier that I, I really loved when she's telling the kids that they got to, um, they, they got to uh, pack up all the toys and, and um, they're, they're like whining and, and complaining. She's like, hey, I'm not the villain here. I'm just a very minor side character. <laughs> that was so good. Was they kept clever. saying shit like that. The real life people kept saying things that were like, yeah, relevant <laughs> to their 
position in the script. Yeah. Uh, so they, she sees them playing together and lets them unpack their Legos. The Lego universe is recreated as a mishmash of Apocalypseburg and the Sistar system, renamed Sistar, Sispocalypse-star. Emmett's home is rebuilt, and the film ends with Lucy giving Emmett, uh, gifting Emmett with the original album of Everything is Awesome, revealing that she coordinated this song, causing Emmett to gasp in shock. Um, you know, it was Hall and Oates that sang the beginning at the beginning. Oh, no, was oh my God, Garfunkel, really? Garfunkel and Oates. Uh, oh, that makes more sense, but that's yeah. still that's still amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. The the Everything is Awesome, like sad version. Like the, no, the, like the goofy, lighter version. Uh, like the first one was sang by Tegan and Sarah. Right. The one was sang by uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, so, cool. Uh, there's a subplot yeah. that, that we kind of, uh, we, we didn't really go into that this, that ending ties into that wildfire. Um, it, it turns out her black hair was, when, it, when they were brainwashing it, they, they washed the hair and it was revealed that it's really blue and she like colored it in with a, 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 a Sharpie. And yeah, yeah. so she has like dark. blue and pink hair, and yeah, yeah. She wanted to seem so dark. So kind of her swapped color schemes. She and uh, the her like alternate version, her her sister version. Oh yeah. Also has like a teal and pink color scheme, um, but they're not literally the same person, which is where they kind of broke off on it. But you know, it was all really cool. And the whole time I was like, under that helmet, it's just gonna be fucking wildfire, isn't it? And then they didn't. And I was like, fuck. Oh, it's so good. It was a good denial. I was, I was into it. Yeah. It was a fun movie. Uh, yeah, I loved this movie. It's hard to like make fun of this movie because it's not. Yeah. Uh, stupid, like most. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I keep bringing up my good friend Jeffrey Epstein and how <laughs> and how I'm so sad about his suicide. Um, just because it's hard to make fun of this movie, you know. I just feel like Legend I gotta suicide. get the humor out of something else, something Legend. else that I feel grief for, which is and, Jeffrey Epstein's death. And yeah. you've said again and again, it is 100% a suicide. No possibility of anything. My, look, my good, my good dude, my bro, uh, brother from another mother, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, was in a dark place. <laughs> He was in a dark place, and uh, I just hope he's, you know, si- sipping, the be- you know, his favorite drink. I don't know what it was. Um, <laughs> up there in heaven with, uh, if God, I mean, a bunch of good dead people. I don't really, I don't really read history books, but it, you know, the the good kind of dead people up there. Sure, not like Abraham Lincoln, the uh, the fictional character. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He he's, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein didn't like to read, so he wouldn't like for fictional people to be up there. <laughs> So let's talk about where Will Arnett belongs in our big list of Batman. Uh, so let's let's go over the criteria. First of all, how's the how's the costume? He's got a couple different costumes. Yeah, for this. he has a full-on Liberace costume. Yeah, like a white, <laughs> sparkly cool. fur costume. Yeah. It ruled. He's got his uh, his Mad Max Apocalypse costume with like the big shoulders made out of like tire. Yeah. Um, uh, I, 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 not I did too. It was uh, it was original and it was fun. It was different. Uh, yeah. I, I liked him. That was cool. Yeah. How many? Uh, how are the how are the gadgets? He had a batarang. I think he used a uh, grappling hook at one point. He had a whole like cannon, like an arrow cannon. Uh, I, I wouldn't call that a gadget though. Maybe a vehicle then? I don't know what else you would, you know, maybe a weapon? I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, he had a lot of like weird kind of alternate vehicle bat cave things going on. 
Yeah. Um, he didn't have a Batmobile on this. The closest thing he, he did had was... kind of at the beginning, right? Did he? Like at the very beginning, he had like that's where you see Batman first is in the car with Alfred. They're not like going anywhere. I don't think that was in a car. That was more like in some kind of a castle or something. Okay, I thought he was in a. Well, never mind that. Uh, how is he in a fight? Uh, does he fight anyone? He tries to fight one of the Duplos at the beginning, and it doesn't work. He throws the Batarang. It doesn't do anything. He does yeah. destroy it once, and then it rebuilds itself. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He does the spaceship one. He, he destroys. Yes. Um, is he smart? I mean, no. 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 He doesn't do any kind of detective work or figuring anything out. No. But unlike other Batman movies, he's like purposefully stupid. Right. You know, it's it's like the other movies, like the Batman Superman movie, he's dumb, but he's dumb because of the failure of the writers. Here, right. right. Very purposefully. In. I mean, we're we're not, uh, this is not necessarily how good a movie this is or how much yeah. we enjoyed it. Cause there, there's been some Batman I really liked who are low in the list because they're, they're uh, intentionally bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's dumb. Yeah. Uh, what am I forgetting? Do we see his bare feet? I we could argue for days about what bare feet mean to Lego. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I'll just give us a pass here and say no. I mean, I think those are his feet. They are right. Not, you know. Right. Yeah. He does have a bare chest yeah. in the movie. Yeah. So it must not be his bare feet because they do imply that he has skin. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to give it a hard no now. I thought I was conflicted and now I've been relieved of that conflict. Has the costume, have the gadgets, has the car, is he smart, is he good in a fight, Does he, do we see his feet, um, is he effective at stopping crime in general? Uh, no. No, he didn't really have too much to do with the resolution, he just yeah. kind of... I don't even know what crime is in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's crime, a good Crime that's a good is point. like being... Crime is trying to turn your past self into you. Yeah. You, right. It's uh, it's to be rude to your sister. <laughs> it's to be thoughtless. But blowing up shit is totally cool. Like that's just what happens. Yeah. So he's currently at number six on the list. I'm thinking we move him down. Okay, but like by one, right? Um. Well, moving him down one would put him below Peter Weller from The Dark Knight Returns, Part One and Two. Um, I think we need to put him below Jason O'Mara from. Son of Batman, Justice League War, Batman versus Robin, all the the straight to DVD Batman movies. So I would yeah. put him at at number eight. Okay, that's that's still very very good. Yeah. Are you okay with that, Jacob? That feels that feels about right. Yeah. All right. So that's he's our new number eight then. Uh, Remy, what do you want to plug? Oh, oh first of all, uh, would you guys recommend this movie? Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. It's fun. Jacob? Definitely. It was a very good, like, coming of age type, you know. And I loved Catchy Song. We didn't mention Catchy Song. True. Catchy Song is a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Music is fun. Visually, it's amazing. A lot of the, I think most, most, most of the jokes land. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very aware of itself. I'd recommend it. Absolutely. I'm on the fence. The first movie I would have 
wholeheartedly recommend it to anyone. This one feels like if you've got a kid, I think this is a great movie to watch with them. If you're an adult watching it, I I, I don't know if I'd recommend it. It's, it doesn't feel like it's on the same level as that first one. Absolutely would not recommend making a podcast about it. <laughs> I think that's a horrible decision. If you're listening to it, my God, what are you doing with your life? Are you going to do Superman movies? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> We've uh, actually, Carolyn and I just started, well, well, we'll do our plugs in a second. So Remy, what do you have to plug, first of all? Uh, I mean, I've been watching Ozark, and I really mm. like that show. Uh, that's the only thing I have to uh, plug, because I don't really have a podcast or a show right now. And to, to be clear to anyone, you, you're not on Ozark. You just, you just like it. I just really like it. It was a really good show. Yeah. Uh, He's being when, modest. He is the Ozark. He's the location. <laughs> um, we are currently podcasting with a geographical being. <laughs> didn't didn't someone tell me that you worked on Big Mouth? I didn't. Uh, uh, maybe they were making a joke that I, I didn't. At uh, we were at a show a while ago at Parkside Lounge. I thought they introduced you, saying you'd you'd worked on Big oh, Mouth. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. That was John Newman. Okay. Getting around. <laughs> All right, Jacob, what do you have to plug? Uh, look, I mean, uh, the Twitter handles, Colburn918. Uh, I'll plug the Truanon pod, which uh, could open your third. I'm on my sixth eye now. The sixth eye is used to understand whether or not bananas are ripe. Uh, it's less useful than some of the former eyes. But <laughs> I'd still recommend getting it. It saved me a lot of money on bananas. Um, and uh, that's that's about it for now. You know, I'm on Twitter. I'm uh, not doing live shows at this point. So, you know. Listen I mean, up. If, if I mean you were supposed to be on my show uh, before this whole thing happened, right? Uh, so when when it comes back, the cat cafe show, which you'll be on, yeah, hopefully, hopefully sometime soon, I'll be on that one. And uh, uh, I run a show at a cat cafe where cats are just nim run around and you do comedy without yeah. them. So. Oh, uh, I should plug um, COVID. Uh, it's if you haven't got it yet you absolutely must it's really a hell of a week uh good old time completely free just go to your nearest sneezing person and open your mouth and heart and uh, antibodies out of it i'm gonna have to start in my pre-show spiel before we start recording i'm gonna have to start explaining what plugs are to to, to people it doesn't doesn't matter i'm not gonna listen Uh, of course, there's no live stuff coming up for me, but we've, uh, we've, you can always check out our, our Jacob, my uh, web series, Unpaid Spot, unpaidspot.com. And um, my fiance, Carolyn, and I have a new podcast we just started. It's a 90-day fiance wrap-up podcast called uh, 90-Day Wrap-Up. So it's on iTunes. Check it out. It's very easily searchable compared to this one. <laughs> Wait, and how many knobs do you have to put in? Eight. I, I remember when I first started searching for it. Yeah, it's eight. <laughs> it's very hard to find. You need to search for Danny's name. Yeah, that's the easiest way to look it up. It doesn't come up for mine. So search for Danny's name. <laughs> uh, so that's it. Uh, we've got two more episodes. Next week, hopefully, we'll be doing... Um, I, I, Joker. Have you done Joker? Are you doing? You're doing Joker, right? We will probably do Joker. That's one of those wrap-up things. We, that... we better, buddy. I'm the Joker now. <laughs> oh shit! I had no idea. 
Yeah, sorry. I've been. I wanted to wait for the end of the episode. It was kind of like a, you know. I you thought we were going to save that for like the last episode. Well, no. Maybe then the last day. run will be like, I'm. It's, it'll be the Joker versus the Batman. Not a, not a, not a, not a podcast. The last two we have to do. We we're doing uh, Reign of the Supermen and then Lego DC Batman Family Matters. So those is going to be next week, depending on who we can schedule. Cool. Uh, Remy, we end every episode by shouting the word Kareem. Would you like to lead us in a Kareem? Uh, sure. Kareem. 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 All right. That was great, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Had a good time. Yep. Yeah. All right. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Bye. 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 Bye.